Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Ron Paul Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. We have an important subject today that we'll be dealing with, and we, we wonder what we're going to be doing without any gas being used for stoves. <laughs> so uh, I guess we use sunlight. You know, when I was a Boy Scout, they told us how to have an oven with the sunlight, and that's hard to believe, but that's what they're going to tell us to do. Use the sun. It has energy. But anyway, I was looking this morning early on, as I usually do, to find out how the dollar's doing. And what I want to know what the dollar's doing, I generally look at the gold price because that's the long-term measurement uh, of the dollar uh, will be the gold price. And, of course, I really intently started looking at the gold price back in 1971 when we declared bankruptcy and said we will never... Uh, you, you know, uh, honor our dollar commitment. At that time, it was only to foreigners that uh, we will never honor it by making our paying gold uh, for dollars. And that uh, set me off to thinking, well, we're in for long time trouble because there's no limits now. It's, and we've, t we've messed around with that over the years, a continental dollar during the Civil War period and other. But basically, uh, it was understood that you always had an anchor. You always had a, uh, a definition of the unit of account. And uh, so therefore, looking at the dollar uh, and gold, you can get a good relationship. But you know, the big, the big thing is, is uh, the, the, price, the price of gold is very, very important, but there's nothing magic about it because it's not a price, it's the value of the dollar. And it's never, you know, in 1971, gold was theoretically $35 an ounce. And those of us that were watching it then, though, that this is going to, you know, turn on the spigots of spending and deficits and monetization, and certainly did. But nobody knew exactly when and how, and it's been up and down. But guess what? Over those years, since, uh, what, what is it, since the uh, early 70s, that's 50 years now, that it's been floating like this. And guess what? The basic assumption, the, the fundamentals here is the uh, restraints on spending and monetization were released. And therefore, the uh, prediction was a sound prediction that over time, the value, the exchange ratio of the dollar and gold would change significantly, and that is exactly what has happened. But that doesn't mean that uh, you know, with that knowledge that you have perfect knowledge and you know exactly what to do because nobody has that. So even markets that you can predict which way they're going, you can't predict the timing of it. So gold uh, at times went up very sharply as people had predicted, and at times gold would go down a lot more so than others. And that, that is explained in Austrian economics by uh, the subjective theory of value. You can't calculate these things. People have, there's such a thing as a human action, and that human activity has a lot to do with this. But uh, still, there's a lot of people, including myself, and I imagine a lot of our viewers uh, still understand the metals, the precious metals under conditions that we have today and that we've had, you know, for 50 years and getting worse is that precious metals long term uh, are a protection against the devaluation of the dollar. And people say, well, maybe they'll straighten up their act. And 
this is one thing I can, you know, practically guarantee. They're not going to straighten up their act in Washington. If you believe that there's a chance that the government's going to back off and balance the budget and not print as much money, then gold is not for you because that, that, that it wouldn't be necessary. But that's not what's going to happen. And that is one of the reasons that this, this uh, interpretation and understanding of how do you invest in gold and what do you do and, and is timing important? You know, this is one reason why I do a partnership with Birch Gold because they have people there. That's their business looking at it daily. I don't imagine they'll claim that they're perfect either, but they might be very helpful in getting you into investments in gold and, and what it means. So if you have an interest of getting some more information from Birch Gold, you can look on the screen and text a number down there to Ron, and it's 989898. There'll be somebody there that uh, will see to it that they will send you some free information to try to guide people along on exactly uh, what the possibilities are. And there's no magic that everybody that does that in a month, they're going to be billionaires. That's not the way it works. But information is important. Uh, understanding taxation and uh, timing, those all things are variables that uh, you have to make the best of it. So once again, if you have any interest in getting this free information from Burge, go 989898 and they will send you a package. But I do want to uh, thank all of our viewers for, turning, for tuning in today because there is excitement. You know, today this gold market was up sharply. It's up around $1,900 now. <coughs> yeah, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> And there are a lot of activities going on. There's the uh, recent election. Uh, we still have COVID and the aftermath of the COVID to, to COVID to deal with. We have to deal with the idea that we've sent a trillion dollars into a war that we don't need is illegal, immoral, and unconstitutional. Otherwise, it's a great war over there in Ukraine. But that has an effect on us. So, we have a lot of activity to keep talking about today, but also <clears throat> the uh, energy that these authoritarians got over COVID, uh, it seems like they haven't gone away and they like to regulate. They're authoritarians. They're looking for advantages. So they concocted this, this scheme. They do it with environmentalism all the time, but just recently they did it with COVID and they have to terrorize the people. They have to scare them to death so that you roll over and say, oh, if I don't do what the government tells me, I'm going to get COVID. Yeah, but if you, if you take the shots, you might have something a lot worse than COVID. And that's a debate that's going on now. But you weren't even allowed for these last several years to have it. Now we're allowed to talk about it a little bit. But it's, it's really bad about it. But they're still at it. There's a group of people that we call the cultural Marxists. They like chaos and they want to see the destruction of the current uh, system that, uh, uh, that we've had where there are freer markets and there was a time we had sound money. So they want to, they want to destroy that and therefore they need chaos and they work very hard at it. But this week, Chris, we heard of something and I don't want to believe it, but you're going to verify this for us that they have somebody there wanting to get rid of use of gas and gas stoves. You can't cook outside with gas anymore. <laughs> and I, 
uh, you know, some days I sit around and this isn't true. The other day I saw something and I swore, I swore it was onion, <laughs> you know, but it was true and it was this gas stove. They want to get rid of all the gas. It, well, anyway, it's, uh, it's uh, too bad. To, well, at least we can joke about it, but we, we have to take it seriously too because some of these people believe it. They believe that's how you promote authoritarianism and it's, it's really an issue because they have already done a great deal of da damage. The environmentalist radicals have done a great deal of damage and certainly the destruction of uh, medical care has been uh, terrible since COVID. So this information is important. We can make fun of it, uh, but what we should do is wake up people to what terrible things they're doing to us because they want to make us safe. Chris. Right, Dr. Paul, and that's, you know, ironically, they always do the opposite. Uh, but yeah, the gas stove, you know, it, it's, it's not coming out of nowhere. When you look at the big picture and you look at the technological world we live in, and tech is neutral. It could be used for good. It could be used for tyranny. It all depends on uh, how it's being used and who's using it. We're using it for this show, and it's doing, we believe, a lot of good. But the Internet also is used for things that are not so good. So there's nothing wrong with tech per se. But we have to watch what's happening with so-called smart things, smart thermo uh, thermostats, you know, that you're giving up uh, control. Somebody else, government, government corporations that they're in bed with uh, can take control over it. And I believe we did a story on that where either a town or somebody was trying to do that with, uh, you know, setting a certain control uh, use, using a smart thermostat. So we didn't follow up on it. I don't know what happened. Same thing with electric cars. Uh, you're giving up, you know, that could be remotely used by someone. And this stove falls into that too. You know, a gas stove cannot be turned off by someone other than you. So putting you on electric will, again, give away your ability to control, you know, how you cook, when you cook. You know, and, and this may sound like, oh, who, what are you worried about? Well, we just went through COVID. And look what they did. When to the people that would not comply on putting a foreign substance in their body, they were willing to ruin your entire life, take your job away, can't go into stores, can't go into stadiums. So we see, we saw what people can do if you don't comply. So we have to watch with this centralization of, yeah, somebody else can control my stove, my thermostat, my car, my house, my lights. That has to, we have to, uh, 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 Watch out vigilantly for that because they will do it and they will take away your freedom. Just like with the vaccines, they say, who cares about your freedom? Go get that jab because we say so. So that's why we have to be vigilant with all this technology and getting away from things that we directly control ourselves. Chris, you make a <clears throat> very important point that uh, this technology can be used for good or it can be used for evil. Nuclear energy is another example of that. <clears throat> But uh, cell, cell phones get very much involved in control. There's a technology now on, on cell phones, from your cell phones, if you're a thousand miles away from your home and your swimming pool, you can check your chlorine and you can you know, put the amount of chemistries, uh, chemical adjustments to it. But you can think, well, the more you get dependent on that, the easier it is. 
you know, for the government to have control of it, uh, they are they are capable of, of doing this. But uh, this, this to me is, is so dangerous, and it's you know it's going to make us safe. It'll be convenient, and some of that is true. Taking another example in medicine, you can uh, a diabetic now can have a little patch on the arm, you know, just with a push of a button that. Uh, minuscule drop of blood can be transmitted to uh, you know the areas and it's recorded remotely and uh, it'll tell you what your blood sugar is and I came through medical school where the the uh, checking of diabetes was very crude we checked a, a drop of urine and just estimated what was going on but this is fantastic but once again uh, medicine is being used, uh, you know, in a very negative way, and that's why so many rightfully have been concerned about the uh, uh, passport, the vaccine passport. That is still around. They haven't given up on that. And now, once again, they are still not quite at the point where they will have an honest debate, although it's slightly improved over the pros and cons of the treatment for COVID. But uh, what they won't let you know about is have there been any downside of the people who took uh, the booster shots and the viruses, uh, you know, the shots, the vaccine? And I think there is, but I don't have the proof because you can't really have the analysis. But the people that I respect say that, that there definitely is. And uh, I wasn't the only one that uh, when that tragedy happened on the football field the other day, I said, you know, I sort of winced and said, oh, I wonder if he had all his shots. And of course, he played football. You could possibly play football without sacrificing your liberty to decide what you put in your body. So, uh, and, and that, and, and there's a lot of those statistics that are not available. So we have a lot of work to do to expose the encroachment of government when they want to make us safe because why, why would you be against the government making you safe? Isn't that what their job is? No, their job is to protect our personal liberty so that we can deal with our own safety. That's right, Dr. Paul. And you know, this goofy idea with the stoves, of course, uh, climate change is thrown in there. It's thrown in everywhere because it's the ultimate uh, you know, umbrella that they can use for just about anything that they want. And uh, you know, the, there will, would never, if people buy into this, unfortunately people have not, uh, you know, in general, uh, there will never be a time where the climate is okay in the government's eyes. They will never come on and say, we did it, it's no longer changing, it's all over, go back to your free lives. That will never ever happen. It will, there will always be more mandates in the name of some unknown <coughs> climate you know, uh, so-called science, and we know what government science means. So, and here's the irony of it all. The biggest polluter in the world is our government via the U.S. military, the empire. They have a thousand bases all over the world. They have endless wars that they never stop. They never bring the troops home. They are the biggest polluter, yet they want to micromanage our lives. We're not the big polluters. They are. They, they are not going to stop the empire. They're not going to stop the wars. They're not going to uh, close any bases. They're not going to bring any troops home. So that tells me that they don't buy their climate change propaganda because if they were really scared, they would stop being the biggest polluter in the world. They're obviously not scared at all. So instead, they want us to use paper straws, carry around uh, bags made out of wheat, 
root through our trash on how we put it in different uh, containers for them. It's about control. And, you know, this is obvious. So uh, the climate thing will never end until people have had enough of them constantly taking our freedoms away. Very, very good. You know, the uh, <clears throat> fact now is that our country's in, uh, in a bad position because we're paying for the debts that we have run up. You can live beyond one's means, individuals, companies, and governments, but eventually you have to pay the bills. And right now, that is what's happening. We still have a lot of wealth in this country, but most of the wealth is related to a fake economy. You know, it's an inflationary system. It's a fiat dollar. A lot of it's paper profits. But if you look at the investments this past year, a lot of big companies lost a lot of money into the trillions of dollars. So there's a big challenge to the fundamentals that we're having today. Even though there's still a lot of wealth in the country, with the lack of the fundamentals of what uh, what produces wealth, I believe we're in big trouble because the people say, yeah, you're right, that's why I need more stuff, so send me more stuff. But that's not it. Something's happened to us. We spent beyond our means. We had fake wealth. It was fiat money, and uh, people became very dependent, and they still are. So when you have uh, a, a virus attack, uh, so-called, it, you go to the government, the government prints trillions of dollars. And, uh, and you can feel better for a little bit. That's like uh, the counterfeiter shows up at your door and starts passing out money. Well, that's what the government does. There are counterfeiters. They're giving you fake money. It doesn't work. And that's why, that's why I think we're just at the beginning of our uh, you know, uh, correction uh, in the economy right now is because they are not doing the right thing. The bad stuff, the mistakes and all is done has to be liquidated. But here we have advanced the authoritarian's position. They're in a better position than they have been before. So they are marching on. They've taken advantage of this. And that is what the reason why we are now at a point where we have essentially destroyed the work ethic. Uh, most people at one time for hundreds of years, if not thousands, they would come to the conclusion that if you eat, you have to work. But not, not now in the United States, we've had so much wealth. And part of it was a success because we were a free country, but we squandered it. We squandered our liberty. We squandered our wealth. And now what we have to do is lie to the people. And the people who are good at lying are nihilists because they don't believe anybody can know, know what the truth is. So there's, they don't have to worry about this silly thing of a conscience or, or, or feel badly about what's happening. That's why they can start uh, no-win wars. <clears throat> and they can do policies that hurts the poor people when they say they're helping the poor people. So uh, this whole idea, what does it do to our justice system? It destroys our justice system. You know, uh, even the presidents that appoint people to the Justice Department, and the CIA and the FBI, they have no control over them. And that's a, that is tragic. That's the end of a true republic where the people have something to say about it. And that has to be corrected. And there's been a hint that there's a few more people that actually got elected to Congress this last go-around. They're interested in it, and they understand this. But unfortunately, we're way behind on the educational system because if people understood this, it wouldn't have ever gotten this bad. 
the temptation was overwhelming to get a free lunch. Uh, well, the lunch is not free, and now we're paying. Chris. Right, Dr. Paul, I will finish up. Uh, you know, the bad guys will not ultimately get what they want. They will create a lot of damage they already have, and they will as long as they have, uh, you know, the power to do so. But uh, their goals, like Dr. Paul, you know, alluded, it's, it's impossible. They can't control themselves. How they can control the entire world? Life is far too complex to do such a thing. You'd have to know everything, and they certainly do not know everything. And we see that from the whole COVID disaster. You know, that whole, it, it, this is, where we are today is certainly not where they wanted to be. They wanted us showing our papers everywhere and constantly going and getting boosters. Neither one is happening because the shots didn't work. And without them, you know, there's no, you know, what do you mean vaccine passports? It makes no sense. So they're always acting ignorantly in their own interest. But when they do that, 7 billion people are also acting in their own self-interest. So we adapt and adjust and do whatever we can to avoid them. And, you know, you, we try to avoid their impositions, and many people do. You know, it's like swatting at a bunch of flies. You're going to hit some, but a lot are going to get away. And then the ones that get away turn around, and now the truth starts coming out. And this is where the stage that we're in now, like what Elon Musk is doing. Now all the truth about all, what they were doing is starting to ease, slowly come out. Nobody's been punished yet, but it's starting to drip out, and that drip could, uh, you know, turn into a deluge and then maybe they'll get some justice. So we should not be uh, in dire straits that these people are gonna win, they're going to lose. We just gotta do our best to stay out of the way of the danger. Great. You know, <clears throat> we're at a place now where uh, cultural Marxism is on the march and they do have the upper hand when it comes to the spreading of their message. The very wealthy corporatists, uh, socialists, people like Soros, they knew exactly what to do to infiltrate as many organizations as possible and work from the bottom up. So these organizations, whether it's the FBI or whatever, they're in their educational system, uh, the, the low level of the justice system. They've all been influenced. And yet I'm still convinced and optimistic enough that if you really get a, a, a group of Americans together and just tested what they believe in, I believe that probably 90% believe in a higher law that you that you, you you can know what truth is. You might not be able to fully understand it and reach it, but the whole purpose of life is searching for it. But uh, they uh, they do not accept automatically the nihilist viewpoint that you can't know truth uh, because uh, you know historically this argument has been going on for literally thousands of years of right and wrong and truth and even from the earliest days of writing laws there was a clear evidence that the people rejected the notion that uh, lying cheating killing were all wrong and yet now it is accepted and the governments are doing it. When you think about, uh, you, you know, uh, what happens with our foreign policy and say, well, we had, just think how many people we saved with our foreign policy. We went in and rescued all these people. I just happen to see this differently. I think that all the wars that we've been fighting and there's even some justification for us overreaching even during the whole uh, 20th century. There's so many people suffer from this, and, and yet I am convinced that there's more evidence to show that the people say, 
yeah, that they do uh, believe in a higher authority. They do believe in, in truth and that they reject this notion that lying is permissible. And that's what's what, what we see. So what we see in our government, in our court system, that's where it really hurts is when the court systems are filled with this uh, attitude. Uh, and so when you're seeking justice, it's very, very difficult to get. So that, that is the reason why reaching people and understanding exactly what's happening and not think that the government is the solution, the government is the, is the problem. It's a moral issue uh, and it, it can't be done by just saying, uh, you know, uh, you, uh, put, put some fear into their minds and, and they will do what, do what is necessary. But uh, I, I think the people... The people do want the help, and uh, I, we've been basically encouraged by the number of people who have shifted their attitudes. But it's the payback that's the problem. The debt and the malinvestment and, and all the out, overreaching, you know, with the radical environmentalists and all this ingraining what they have done. It's... Uh, it's dangerous, but I still think they're the small number. Totalitarianism doesn't need a large number of people. They just need a, a vicious group of people who get in charge of the scenario and the, uh, and the media, and that's what's happened. I mean, what had happened with the FBI working with the CIA and, and the FBI uh, working with private, uh, pr private uh, companies like the, uh, the, like the uh, Internet and doing the propaganda? I mean, that, that is really the real problem is, but uh, I think just understanding it because I do believe that, uh, you know, that's the only option we have. We're not, at least I'm not going to participate in taking out a bunch of guns right now and thinking I could find all the bad guys and tomorrow everything will be all right. They have to have their minds change and there is a receptive audience out there and that's what we should appeal to. And that's why we have our program here called the Ron Paul uh, Institute for Peace and Prosperity. And we're so grateful that we have so many people now uh, joining us each day to listen to the program. And please come back to the Liberty Report soon.